Time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. Yeah, Mike, both how are of us. you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Ooh, huh? ah, great. Try. We got to do <laughs> at least three of those every show. That's got to be the best sound effect in WWE history. <laughs> I'm putting it up there against Hall of Famers like Macho Man. Ooh, yeah. Something about, ooh, ah, like it, it works for everybody, you know. What about brother? Brother. Well, brother. I don't know, because even if you hate Roman, you still kind of boo, like you boo, ah, instead of ooh, ah. It well, just works. The start of the show is our good buddy and friend of the show, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, asking for a hell yeah. Oh, like a, a polite, cool like a polite request for a. Could I have a hell yeah, please? If you wouldn't mind. <laughs> what about uh, what about the old Finkaroo? If I could get a hell yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you please, <laughs> one hell and yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, for so the Royal a- Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, Episode three, a big week here in uh, Brothers of Discussion. Um, Yes, it's always a big week in wrestling when you're two weeks between pay per views. Am I right? Between a brand, a brand only pay per view in December. Nothing like a December pay per view. (laughs) When when the WWE's advertisements are saying, "Hey, don't worry, the big show starts in two months. Don't worry about it, everybody. We'll be right back." Just give us two so, months. The Royal uh, Rumble's coming. I'm gonna do an early hot hot tag question for you. Yeah, early <laughs> hot tag. Hot uh, tag. Ding ding ding. Who at that next pay per view? What is it? Clash of Champions. Yeah. Which poor bastard is gonna wear and be part of a Christmas themed match? Oh my god. Well, so. I think it'll be the Singh brothers. Uh, that'll be their way to like sneak out to the AJ Styles. Because they're not going to treat this seriously. Let's not kid ourselves. They're going to pretend genders like, you know, I don't need these guys anymore. Um, and then they're going to make a mockery of it. So the, the Singh brothers will come out in their Santa gear, which honestly just, I think with the cultural disrespect the WWE shows and putting the Singh <laughs> brothers WWE? in Chris- No! <laughs> and putting the Singh brothers in Santa outfits, I think I think is uh, does it make too much sense? Uh, uh, no, like it's if, perfect sense. I think they'd come out as elves, personally. Uh, oh my god. Mike, you made it. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. But I was thinking of, uh, you know, the cultural sensitivity if, you know, by God, Aziz Ansari was a WWE fan. Is there any way Vince wouldn't have him come out as one of the Singh brothers? Oh, my God. (laughs) 
I wish it was just a little more far-fetched, but... Yeah, no, that would definitely happen. <sighs> we know this company all too well. Um, that's You know, that's all it takes to create a, a, a marketing genius, is to have accidental success for 40 years. <laughs> have a business that you have a market that doesn't go away, and then you get to turn around and say, I know what I'm talking about. God. <laughs> well, uh, Mike, uh, speaking from the, the market that doesn't go away, we're a couple of those uh, buffoons. Um, if you're also a buffoon, feel free to uh, contact us. This will be the first time I say this Twitter account correctly. Uh, it's at BOD Podcast. Of course, uh, that's for the Brothers of Discussion. And again, that's at BOD Podcast. If you want to uh, connect with us there, we'd love to get the discussion started with you. Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, and uh, during NXT, uh, we're recording on a Wednesday night. So because we are such good WWE fans, um, I made sure to get NXT uh, the useless show that that was this past week uh, under my belt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be all over the board. Feel free to let us know what you're thinking of the show. Let us know what we're what you're thinking of what we're tweeting about. And of course, interact with us uh, so that we can get that conversation going. We can get your opinions onto the show. That's what you want. You want your opinion heard. That's why we made the show so that we could talk about our opinion, so I'm only assuming you want to hear your opinion, uh, and we're going to be so happy to share it. Uh, but with that, Mike, do you want to talk about some wrestling? I, you know, I do. I mean, contrary to what this show's all about, I really, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready to talk about some wrestling. Yeah, I think we proved after Survivor Series that the show might not be entirely about getting wrestling correct. Um. <laughs> <laughs> predictions there, aren't everything guys right uh, yeah i mean you know there's one way to do predictions and that's that's to be you know obviously guessing that roman's gonna win every match i mean that's one way to do a prediction but isn't it more fun to hope you know like hey if i was wwe creative it would go this way and i like to think with all the trouble they're having financially and that we decided that almost every match would go in the other direction. Hey, maybe, maybe we know a thing or two. Um, but well, let me uh, yeah, <laughs> let me kind of segue there. Uh, While I make sure of... I'm never going to get a job with the WWE, but yeah, go ahead, Mike, take it away. Yeah. Uh. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, where the money's going. Uh, we're talking about yeah. uh, you know, the the WWE programming that we you know wanted to cover in the show. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that we're trying to talk about, you know, having all the bases covered. And what you did not mention was 205 Live. Oh, my gosh. How dare I? Well. That amazing show that is 205 Live that they've executed to perfection. Here's what's kind of interesting about that. I don't know if you uh, checked your emails today, but there's definitely a WWE survey asking about your 205 live experience <gasps> really yeah so my lack thereof 205 experience i could not fill that out more excitedly like to think someone in wwe is actually gonna some interns actually gonna read my thoughts on 205 live i was so excited i did the survey twice it was that <laughs> fun <laughs> um, um i mike this is interesting because i 
Maybe I need to go a little bit deeper on my email, but do you remember any of those questions that they asked? Because I would love to answer them right now. I do. Um, like one of the main, one of the main questions, like even after you answered it, it would say like, "Why aren't you watching 205 Live?" Holy crap! <laughs> 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 um, because they obviously have the numbers and they know nobody's watching that. Yes. Uh, but. It was multiple choice. There was an option to do other, um, but a lot of the <laughs> options, you know, would have to do. One was characters. One was storyline. Um, one was actually pay per view presence of the cruiserweights on the show. Hmm. Um, one was their presence on Raw. One was whether or not the, um, if it was because it was cruiserweight exclusive characters, and if you wanted to see more of Raw and SmackDown on the show. Um, and and really, I, I, I feel like we kind of touched base on this a little bit last week. Uh, yeah. You know, I think we were, we were uh, you know, uh, in, in sync, thinking that, you know, we just wanted some real stories out of this because, you know, the bones of any good wrestling match is the story. Yeah. Uh, and so we always celebrate, you know, the best storytellers in the ring. That's why we love somebody like AJ, uh, who tells, you know, a beautiful story every time he's in the ring. That's why you love somebody like The Undertaker, because he's always got, you know, a interesting, unique story to tell you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm thinking of a new hot tag question for you as you're speaking, but go ahead. About yeah, 205 uh, Live. It's all it's all on topic. Yeah, I, uh, I you know, I took the survey. Um, you know, I, I tried to do some name dropping in there that, you know, I, I like Tozawa. I like watching uh, Gentleman Jack. Yeah. Um, you know, when Neville was there, that was a highlight for me. Uh, when you and I personally, you know, the the WWE circus came to town and we had an opportunity to watch um, uh, the main event program when they were still doing that, and we got to see Neville in his first match back from that, that awful ankle injury. Yeah. I was really excited. He's one of my favorite pro wrestlers. Um, and all those characters, I... I I said I, I really don't think it's a talent issue, and I just said that you know if if gun to my head I had to tell you one cruiserweight storyline, the only thing I could tell you is King of the Cruiserweights, and that guy's gone. Um, so to kind of swing it back to you, is there? Do you have similar feelings about the cruiserweight storytelling, and is there something that you can really reference outside of the King of the Cruiserweights, like something you really enjoyed? Well. I, I think I think they're going about the cruiserweights all wrong, um, to be honest. Because I I didn't watch, and you know this. I I watched the final match, but I I didn't watch the women's tournament. Um, but I watched every episode, start to finish, no fast forward uh, through any matches of the uh, cruiserweight tournament a couple years ago, or maybe that was just a year and a half ago. Either way. Um, and I didn't, I didn't have a storyline. I knew that they they were kind of building a heel and a face, uh, but it it was basically just going into this knowing that this is going to be high quality wrestling, and I really feel like they've gotten away from that. And I I know a part of that is the whole idea of um, knowing that you're going to get the best performance on something on the network 
or something on a pay-per-view. Excuse me, I'm burping. Uh, Bailey's is sponsoring my thoughts today uh, with eggnog uh, and some nutmeg. Good choice. I went Thanks. with a PB and Gelee uh, stout beer. <laughs> oh, from the, okay. From the Elk Company, Elk Brewing in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ooh, I was hoping you were just eating a peanut butter and jelly for a second, but that was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just getting some protein from my peanuts yep um so that that whole idea of how pro wrestling works is that you hold on to those amazing performances for you know where you're gonna make your money um so i i get it from a business perspective uh but that's I, i'm accepting that in in where my my thought process is going uh, they need to 1,000% pull back on how much they're exposing 205 Live um, or the cruiserweight division or however you want to look at it. Uh, these guys get, uh, and I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll be honest, they don't have the abilities, I think. Uh, they need to pull back on their mic time. I think if anything, it's making them look less legitimate. Um, and they need to get back to just having great wrestling matches. Uh, that's that's what brought me to it. That's what I remember when I was a kid watching cruiserweights from uh, uh, WCW. Um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't always for me about like a storyline back then. And I I think I think they're just getting away from from what from what wakes uh, what makes the cruiserweights good. So yeah, my, my my solution to this is they they have to pull back, um, focus. I I, I know the storyline if they could do it would would be great, but I don't know if these guys can pull it off. And I I don't know if they have too big of a roster too to make that work either. Uh, I'm going through the roster right now, and I mean you've got you know TJP is the first guy to come in with the title. Uh, the Brian Kendrick works because he was big, you know, when we were watching, you know, tag wrestling years ago. He's the um, man with the plan. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rich Swan, uh, Cedric Alexander was huge in the tournament. Uh, Gentleman Jack is hard to forget. But there's so many guys in here that I'm thinking right now in my head, I can't remember any of their singles matches. Like, I, I recognize these names. Uh, Tony Nese. Uh, Noam Dar, I know he had that storyline with Alicia Fox, but I, I can't picture a singles match with these guys. There's just, like, Noam Dar is, a, uh, oh my gosh, is there a better example of trying to put together a storyline that nobody gives a shit about? Um, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you wanted to step in here, but that's, I mean, that's, I, I, I know I'm just talking in circles now, but I, I feel like, these storylines are too much for these guys and they're overexposed uh even though they have one hour on monday night raw i think i think that's too much i think uh maybe even limiting it to a half hour on wwe network once a week would make this a little bit more legitimate even for my own myself but um no i mean uh what what do you think on that am i am i far off am i making any sense I mean, to say that, you know, it's, you just want to limit them back down to wrestling, um, I don't know if that's necessarily the way to go, just because I think if you were to make a list of all your favorite wrestling events, 
it wouldn't just be like a long series of of necessarily just matches. Right. I mean, like AJ versus Cena was compelling, not just because you know they're both great wrestlers, but it's because they were able to tell that story of you know the the legitimate you know WWE groomed product versus you know breaking his bones for for years and all these indie uh, wrestling promotions. It was it was such a compelling like good versus evil story. And I just bring that up because I think that combined, that's probably the greatest match we've ever seen, probably in, definitely in person. Yeah. And maybe collectively we've ever seen on TV. So I also just want to make the, the counterpoint that, you know, I'd, I'd probably say that it, it still has some more to do with the story than the wrestling. Because I don't think that's ever really a question. You know, all those cruiserweights are incredible athletes. And like TJP is, he's, you know, an out, unbelievable athlete. It's just yeah. giving him the belt. You know, if he's not able to really sell you on the emotion of the storylines, it, you know, it's not going to be as successful as it could have been. Um, so to give it to him out of the gate was kind of surprising, and it definitely, you know, I I do agree to an extent that you know maybe the overexposure kind of dampens how you could feel about the cruiserweights. Yeah. Like uh, maybe if they did take an approach where you know, it's kind of like NXT where you see them once a week and sometimes once every other week. So buildups are a lot easier to do. So does that mean you maybe get away from, you know, sharing the cruiserweights on Monday Night Raw? I don't know. I think what's going to have to end up happening is one of those two mediums has to go away. Either cruiserweights on Raw, make it a, you know, special event that you get to see on the network. Yeah, take them away. Either one on Raw or the, the, um, network i i would say yeah like i think they they have to go with just one storyline so i i mean i agree we're not we're not gonna ever care about uh like a a pay-per-view match unless we get a storyline but let let the storyline be you've got a champion and you've got your challenger um but i think everything else with 205 should revolve around what that tournament made what was so great about it is you can legitimize these guys through their wrestling and through their performance um because if they keep forcing that i mean i guess forcing is the best word for me right now because any storyline they put out there i don't have too much of uh, i'm not getting any heart from these guys i think they're just trying to do too much with 205 live and um, I, th- I think they just have more, su- more success with keeping it simple. So I, I, maybe this is proof that we don't need to agree on everything. Uh, hit us up at BOD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, but I, I feel like I've got two fun topics here. I think I think everybody can hear it in our voices. We got we we got very opinionated, and I think I think we're both going to be pretty stubborn on how we feel about two hundred five. But how about Mike? This feud be brewing, and and I I just brought this up to you, uh, and this might have been the first time you heard it because uh, I think you chuckled a little bit. But I I think there's two ways that uh, the uh, eventual. Shane McMahon match, which now seems like a yearly thing that's going to start happening. Um, it could go one of two ways, and one way I feel like is way more exciting. First way, obvious. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, somehow that's mixed into a WrestleMania match. Snore, for me, I would love to see KO do something way more fun. Uh, that just feels like another AJ versus Shane McMahon that, while that match was great, I'd rather see AJ do something 
way more extravagant than that. Um, Mike, that being said, I'm going to take another amazing wrestler and just kind of dig myself in uh, a hole and jump right into it. <laughs> but um, uh, what? I'm digging a hole for myself that I I just made and said we should not have great wrestlers fight Shane McMahon. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I think there's another feud brewing, which would be Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Oh, Bubba! Leading to the eventual battle at WrestleMania. Oh, Bubba! This keeps it on brand, keeps it SmackDown. Um, I know there there's also the Triple H and Shane McMahon that's kind of brewing too, but I, I'm kind of hoping that creative will or Triple H and Vince will tell themselves, you know what, uh, we've seen this on uh, WrestleMania too many times already. Let's skip this. Um, but, yeah, get, I mean, getting back to it, I, I think that's a real possibility. I think if uh, if you've been keeping up with the Daniel Bryan rumors, as I have, uh, he's been hitting the hyperbolic chamber to get that neck and his back and whatever was actually truly wrong with him uh, ready to wrestle. And uh, he said quite a while ago that he, he was probably six months away from, uh, from the ring. And WrestleMania would be, uh, would be in the realm of, of a possibility for him. Um, so that being said, I, I feel like I love it. I think the storyline there, as I painted for you before we started the show, was WWE's holding Daniel Bryan Brat back. They don't want him to wrestle. Keep them away from the show, but they're also going to mix in this battle between Shane and Daniel. That's it's obviously building from Shane wanting to get rid of KO and Sami Zayn, and and Daniel knowing that this is all about wrestling. And and what better way to mix in this? This is all about wrestling than to take what what Daniel Bryan is most passionate about. Uh, passionate about. Uh, I just listened to him on another podcast this uh, two week a week ago on uh puck soup puck soup podcast and he actually said i mean when he's when he's not doing smackdown and he's not keeping himself healthy he's watching pro wrestling around the world he loves this stuff this is what he lives and breathes he would love nothing more than to get back in the ring and they could paint this picture mike that wwe is keeping him out of the ring what i feel an amazing storyline and how excited would the fan base be to be able to say yes as he makes his way to the ring to beat up Shane McMahon? Shane takes the heel turn. Daniel comes in as the face. And we have one of our all-time favorite wrestlers back in the ring wrestling. Mike, damn it. Just love this as much as I do. Well... You're going to ruin it, aren't you? You son of a... Well, I can't say that. I think our parents I, listen. So. I, I love Daniel. There's you know, that's there's no question there. But really? you First match back is Shane? Ugh. I, it, it, to me, it makes sense. If I could get a first match back, obviously I'm going to look at Nakamura or AJ, but I, I think they're... You know they've got us. They've they got to build feuds with people that are actually in the ring right now. 
So this this gets Shane out of the way, so he's not fighting a Nakamura or an AJ or a Kevin Owens, and have Daniel get back in the ring and do something easy, something that's that's not going to be too taxing. He's you know maybe it's a no DQ and there's uh, weapons involved, but that's something that can be managed easily. Just because there's weapons in the ring doesn't mean you're going to get more hurt. I I, I think this would be perfect for Daniel. And a, and a great way to keep selling WrestleMania. I think that uh, they got you. You go... F- oh, my God. I fucking... I think they got you. Old... Sh- old Mark Out Matt over there. <sighs> Remember, it would have been a much better storyline when The Miz was cutting the, the best Smack Talk promo of all time. Um, that, that was a heck of a story. But Shane? Come on, man. That That's just Shane doing, you know, the egotistical Survivor Series stuff. I can't believe that Daniel's first match would be with that clown. Because uh, the issue with that is, you know, when we're putting out, uh, we're putting out the Kurt Angles, we're putting out the Triple H's, uh, who, who were both super winded and looked really bad uh, at Survivor Series. If you're gonna do Daniel and Shane, that means Daniel's got to carry Shane in his first match back. He's got to do all the work. He's got to take all the bumps. He's got to put in I, all the offense. See, I think it's all about the match that you set up. You I think it. Shane has shown that he he can he can stay in the ring at least and 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 make it look okay. Uh, and, and if you know if they got if they have to make it no DQ or have it be a I don't know if we still say hardcore match these days, but you know if that's what we have to do, that's I, I think that would be a good way to sort of ease Daniel back into it, because then he doesn't have to do anything too strenuous that would uh, you know be be an AJ Styles match. Because Mike, I tell you right now, if we watched an AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan and we knew going in, Daniel, this is his first match back, so don't expect too much. Um, that would be the last thing you'd want to be saying afterwards. You'd hate to be saying, well, we knew Daniel, this is his first match back, so we couldn't expect too much. I mean, like, we need, we got to ease Daniel in. This is a great, I, I think this is an amazing way to sell his comeback. And I, I think, I, like, there's there's too many aspects of this, to me, that makes sense. It's, it's an easier match for Daniel to get into. It's easy for WWE to sell. The storyline writes itself because, for all intents and purposes, WWE is the one that keeps Daniel Bryan out of the ring. He could leave at any time and go wrestle for any other promotion. Obviously, the money's at WWE, so he stays there. So they have all the control. So there's a real-life element here that they could mix in. It's one of those things that WWE creative has been dying to get. They, I mean, we know that because they tell us about NWO every every other month. So it's just it's all of these elements make so much sense to me. And when the thought popped in my head earlier today, it just boom. Like maybe you know maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not a match that comes from this, and I, there's just some sort of feud that results in something being like what creative thinks is interesting in regards to you know the manager of smackdown and 
what do, you, what do you call it the commissioner and the gm um and they make certain matches you know i mean i guess that could happen but if i have to think of a best case scenario for a feud like this to end and one that will be a slow burn think about that going from october till um what april that'd be amazing well, I mean, uh, I, I like wishful thinking. Uh, I, I, oh, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> All right. They're not well, going to do a Daniel Bryan build. This, no, Matt. You're this, a Daniel Bryan build fucking... This sounds just like, you know, it's, it's December. Let's make sure the people are involved. You know, we'll see if Daniel can take a... Um, uh, he might, you know, he might get hit into something again because I think he didn't. He get didn't he take an elbow or something when there was the uh, invasion by Monday Night Raw? I don't know. I'm just saying, don't get your hopes up. God, it's such a buzzkill. All right, well, uh, brothers of discussion, discussion, Jesus, brothers of discussion, fans, let me know what you think. Tell me that Mike's wrong. Is Daniel Bryan finally this time coming back? Oh, God, you're such a turd. Um, well, now I guess here's we'll what see. I do. Here, okay, look. What? WWE's not going to let him compete because all the concussion BS, and they don't want to get sued by every he single He doesn't have a concussion. It doesn't matter. He, had, he did a bunch of flying headbutts. He's got back and neck issues. He's got head issues. So here's... Oh, my here's, God. He's probably not going to fight under WWE, right? I guess. But what's to stop him from, you know, hanging out with Cody Rhodes, hanging out with the Young Bucks, hanging out with the uh, wrestling mercenary himself, Chris Jericho? Mike, Um, I don't have the money to pay for Wrestle Kingdom, which is going to feature Chris Jericho versus... Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) And officially not legitimate wrestling fans yep um <laughs> mike i don't have the money to shell out for wrestle kingdom i need daniel bryan at wrestlemania fighting shane mcmahon but we need to get to a new topic so give me your give me i'm sorry i interrupted no you're you're fine when his contract's up with wwe i, I think it's likelier or you know wwe starts to feel the heat you know like most likelierist yeah he's if he's gonna go you know, wrestle with the Bucks with and someone. whatever whatever they're doing. I Ooh. they uh my God, I don't know how it, it it was big news this week that they were like the hottest selling clothing item at Hot Topic. Yeah, uh, outselling Rick and Morty uh, memorabilia. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing yeah. that outside the WWE machine. That is that is pretty impressive. I'm gonna yep. say that. Good for them to get some, have some marketing power, and having some weight out in the world, and having some growing their their own brand. Well, shoot, they might, they might need a new leader at the for the Bullet Club. Sounds like uh, DB would be perfect for that. Matthew, the BC led by DB. Yeah, they're gonna get Daniel Bryan. They're gonna get CM Punk. They're getting all our heroes back. <laughs> they're gonna get Gold Dust. Woo! And Goldust makes another appearance. Woo! Woo! All right. Well, so I'm talking about all of my dreams coming true. But let's talk about something we know is happening. Uh, because we saw 
Matt Hardy trying to delete his most recent loss. He's trying uh, to, to delete Bray the last couple months that he's had his, since his WWE <laughs> return. Uh, <laughs> What's so? If you want to mix, if I'm talking mixing reality <laughs> with storyline, um, yeah, holy shit, uh, is Matt Hardy's reality at WWE? Uh, does that need to be deleted? And would you not go crazy? Uh, if you were Matt Hardy, uh, but crazy's not the word, Mike. That's not the right word. What was Matt Hardy? He's broken. 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 Matt Hardy is here. TNA has dropped the lawsuit. Spoiler alert. Go wait. Um, yeah, rewind. Spoiler alert. TNA dropped the lawsuit. Broken Matt Hardy is here. Uh, you hear Michael Cole talking you know he, oh he he looks like he's he's changing no nope. he's changing come this monday he's not changing he's not disgruntled he's not crazy he's not jeff hardy drugged up he's broken matt hardy we- this is this is it it finally happened holy crap was that that was that was one of the more like uh take like a middle tier that was one of the most exciting moments that I wasn't expecting to see until Matt Hardy started losing that match to Bray. Like, the second it started going Bray's way, I actually hit the edge of my seat. And I was like, wait a second. This this is actually happening. Like, Jeff Hardy's not at the side of the ring. It's not stupid Starcade. It's just Matt Hardy losing clean to Bray Wyatt. I mean, if you were just Matt Hardy and there was no storyline, how fucking pissed would you be anyway? <laughs> but <laughs> to mix in the storyline, Mike, we have a broken Matt Hardy. One of the most exciting wrestling storylines from the past couple years outside of WWE. And it's here. We're going to give Matt Hardy a microphone and allow him to be fucking nuts. Yeah. How exciting is that? A little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, think about it. I, I Roman's got uh, the uh, Intercontinental title right now, but that's going to leave him soon. That, I mean, I, I know, like, the first thing Matt Hardy wanted to hear was, oh, man, we have an Intercontinental champion coming up. But <laughs> honestly, like, that's what we have now. We have a guy... That'll be in the middle of... I mean, have him fight Bray Wyatt. Have him, like, come back, challenge Bray. It'll be kind of interesting to see Bray, you know, be crazy and broken Matt Hardy get the win. Um, again, another loss probably at a pay-per-view for Bray. Um, he just falls further down the ladder. But anyway, um, I, I mean, now we have now we have, like, a legitimate middle-tier guy. Uh, it, that, that could eventually, you know, he'll be that guy that challenges at Royal Rumbles. He'll be the guy that challenges at Money in the Banks. This, for whatever reason, legitimizes Matt Hardy. I think that's great for wrestling. That's, uh, that's what you got out of that? Yes! Wow. You don't think this makes him legitimate now? I think if you're talking old WWE Matt Hardy... I think you're looking at 10 months into this guy's WWE comeback. I, I barely care that he's deleting. Like, now he's really deleting. Uh, I, I You gotta give it a chance. 
Uh, listen to you. Uh, you well, know, Mr. Vince McMahon. Come on. Get behind uh, it. I know, but the guy's like 40 years old. He's broken. You're 40 years old. <laughs> he can barely wrestle anymore. You he, can barely wrestle. He doesn't even, I mean, he's not like Kurt Angle broken, but he's literally, he's broken, broken Matt Hardy. Hey, hey, hey. You, Mr. Fix 205 with storylines. Yeah, that, you, you're <laughs> you complaining about. You're complaining about recycling storylines. Yeah, let's use a a TNA hey, storyline. This is different. Oh, okay. it is. Okay. This is yeah. So this is different. You're cause, stupid. Cause you're stupid. That's my professional That's why it's opinion. different. Yeah. How about <laughs> them apples? Listen, this legitimizes Matt Hardy because he. I know this is gonna sound dumb, but he was the TNA. Heavyweight champion. Who wasn't? Shut up! <laughs> Man, I'm pretty sure Sting was their champion at 68 years he, old. He was, damn it. I'm pretty sure Mick Foley and Ric Flair probably oh, held God. it too in those last few years. Um, um, I mean, I shouldn't say last few years. It's still on TV somewhere. Pop or something. Anyway, Mike, this gives you... Come on! Cheap this pop gives TV. Us, like... Uh, uh, like we're not just getting a Matt Hardy to go out there and go, oh, and then he does a leg drop from the top rope. Like this, this is a character that he's, he himself is really excited about. He made it. He's got the buy-in. Him. I mean, that's the most important thing here. Is he buys into the character himself? He can sell this character. How many times have we asked Roman Reigns to just? you know be different or be himself like be different from what the character they're trying to build is but be yourself stone cold got to be himself the rock got to be himself matt hardy gets to be broken matt hardy which he considers to be himself how do i know that look at his stupid fucking hairdo okay <laughs> i'm I, telling you l- it's, listen it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm 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 marginally excited Oh my God! This is so here's, two here's topics the issue. in a row. Here's the issue. I can't he's, wait to ask you about Kane and Braun issue. and have he's, you go. Kane's the best. Kane go is ahead. the Kane is the best. Oh but my God, Matt, uh, <laughs> Matt Hardy's career is over, Matt. This is the third and last episode. <laughs> yeah, because I'm doing the the real brother of discussion. <laughs> yeah, we'll just have brother of discussion podcast that'll be competing <laughs> for listeners you can you know one what? single brother you know what you can be finger 11 kane and i'm gonna be <laughs> i'm gonna be glenn jacobs politician kane how about that <sighs> that's fine yeah uh, i'll mine be glenn was, jacobs mine won a world championship what did yours win yours came out to finger 11 mine came mine out to won a world. fire music like a man i beat Chavo I came Guerrero out to fire music for the hardcore title like a man. in like 11 seconds. I came out to the ring in business pants. <laughs> stupid corporate cane. Uh, um, he's not stupid. Okay, he ran for office. <laughs> All they, right. They don't yep. put just anyone in office. That legitimizes man. a human being. <laughs> anyway, where were we? You hate the idea that they're doing storylines uh creative storylines no go ahead what was a, your here's here's a problem he's 40 <laughs> his career's over it's what not is, over what is the ceiling for this character he's just gonna entertain us once in a while and no lose Mike, it, we can lose feuds just like bray wyatt no like, like bray this is your future 
Here's what I, you know what? Here's why I'm not excited about Matt Hardy. I'm excited about something yeah. else. And I don't just mean Alexa. I am excited about Elias. I'm saying that with no irony, no sarcasm. I you know what? I got so excited when he came out with the Miz Taraj. And I thought, my God, are they going to turn the Miz face and let this clown steal the Miz Taraj from right under the Miz's nose? That'd be such a cool way because the crowd hates Elias. And they react so much for Miz. I was so excited at the idea of, oh my God, maybe Elias can you know, win that Intercontinental title with some shenanigans. You know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, he should beat Roman one-on-one. That's, that makes no sense. Um... But, you know, to think that maybe this guy could, you know, he gets cronies now. He gets segments where he plays guitar. Now he's got these two clowns. Are they even playing harmonica or are they miming it? I'm pretty sure that was mime. Okay. I I believe that, you know, Bo can teach himself harmonica, but, you know, it was. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 the one, I thought oh, that he, I, I mean, for me, because I'm such a huge pro wrestling fan. I loved that match. I, you know, it didn't go my way in regards to Elias winning, and I realized that in the notes I put Samson down. Um, I'm just no, re- <laughs> like that's not what the WWE wants to brand him as. Um, but they love their solo names. Um, hashtag Roman. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I thought like I. I've loved watching his segments. I told you that for whatever reason, whenever I start working out, he has... So I I would make it to the gym at the exact same time. And if you ever want to, like, sort of measure how, like, the cadence or, like, like, the schedule and how strict everything is and how it all has to fit like, time slots and in regards to, like, who's watching in the audience, just time out just write it down write down the the time slot you know what commercial break is this who came out who wrestled who did a promo i promise you it lines up week to week the same people coming out um so when i would go work out i'd have to watch an elias promo and then an elias match like no every single monday that was my routine hit the treadmill watch elias for a half hour (laughs) and then go home <laughs> that was so i i i i love the dynamic uh this weird dynamic of the announcers sort of uh, they're flipping face and heel for elias i i don't know what it is but i i think that's kind of fun i know we're supposed to say god damn you cole but uh that i like i think it's kind of fun uh to, see, to hear like Corey and michael cole I know Corey's kind of getting softer. He's not quite as heelish as he was. He's actually pretty face. But Michael Cole to just sort of walk or toe the line in regards to Elias is just, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why pick Elias? Why is that your, why is that the guy that you back? Yeah. Uh, but there's something fun about that. Like, it's all these little subtle nuances of the character are so great. And then... I don't feel like we've gotten an amazing, like, showcase of Elias. Uh, that r- match against Roman just made me go, shit, that's why this guy is getting so many promos. <laughs> like, 
I don't think they had any doubt that he could wrestle in a match, especially a power match like that. Like that was a match where two guys got to show off pure strength, where you're not expecting when you see AJ versus Brock Lesnar, there's got to be some give to Brock. Like Brock has to do some effort here to make AJ look as strong as we need him to be, to be the superhero. Where Elias, I mean, he could probably just straight up beat the shit out of Roman in an alley. So that, <laughs> that just flat out worked. Uh, but yeah, he he's he's got the uh, he's got the chops. If I could take a music a music term, uh, to to actually land a promo, and I to me I think they're hilarious. Uh, for the fans in the the arenas, they really like to boo him. And and then to see him nail that match, I I thought was fantastic. And you know, as I talk about subtle nuances to his character, uh, to add a couple of cronies, I think is legitimizing his character. I I have always felt that you add the manager, you add the 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 cronies, you've got followers. No matter where that person is at that time with their character, it really does pick them up a couple levels. Uh, you know, if you if you think of a Jinder Mahal, you're thinking of Randy Orton. Um, I, I mean, even those the cronies actually take a step up too. Uh, I mean, th- think about where Bo Dallas was before he started, uh, you know, being the the crony of the Miz. I mean, it was just his character was forgotten, but then he gets something to do. He's getting paid. Getting paid, you got to do some work, and now he's now he's doing the work. I think I, I just overall this entire thing. Um, if the Miz is coming back to be some part of this, if it's face, I'm not a huge fan of that. I I don't mind him just continuing to be heel. Um, but add the Miz to this party, no matter how long he's going to be out for his little vacation. I don't know if it's till the Royal Rumble or past that or something like that, but. Add him to this mix, have him fighting with him, or have this be a huge stable. Holy mackerel, would that be fun? You mean like a, a Miz, Miz Taraj, and Elias stable? Yeah. Uh, no. I think that this might be the first, uh, or at least, uh, at least in the recent history here of, of Raw, um, just a, what could be a really cool build for this guy. Um, if you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna tell me that. With the Miz, he's going to get to uh, subsequent subsequent feuds. He's kidnapped the Miz's Miz Taraj. He gets to yeah. battle the biggest face in the company, in Roman Reigns. And after that, you know, if people start to you you know how people are going to react to Elias if he's fighting Roman. You know they're going to cheer for him a little bit. Yeah, and then to, you know now. He's going to have a reaction, and then next he's going to be fighting The Miz. Like, you're going to have all sorts of different directions. Like, the people that he's being involved with to, to wrestle, like, they're definitely giving him the green light. Um, I could definitely see him being, you know, not a not a Royal Rumble winner, but definitely kind of a dark horse presence in that Rumble. Because um, it, it looks like WWE is giving this guy the reins, um, giving him high-profile feuds, giving him a... <laughs> the reins. Yeah. High-profile. Um, they did he's give got him the, the He's got the look. Uh, 
That dude is jacked. I don't know why yeah. they make him wear those ridiculous tops. Uh, oh man, he should be buck naked. He should be butt naked. Not not buck like not young bucks naked. He should be butt naked. Looks awesome <laughs> out there. Um, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know that's that's usually the Vince root. He likes uh, for whatever reason he likes goofy instrumentals and he likes dudes that are jacked. And Elias is the perfect Vince combination. Oh man, Vince instrumentals loves guys that are jacked. Big Jack boys. That's what Vince <laughs> likes. Just, I mean, like if you just you, you like close your eyes for a minute, you just picture it. Miz's triumphant return. And what do you hear about halfway through Miz TV? Elias's guitar. He comes out there strutting his stuff. The Miz Taraj, they look a little confused. They don't know where to go. Uh, you know why Miz... this you know why this really bothers me though? Like Oh, you ruined my story. Go I ahead. Know. Like the feuds that they set up poor Nakamura for, you know, with Dolph trying to be the heel and yeah. now to kind of see where Elias is going now. I know it's I know Elias has been hanging around for a couple months, but he hasn't really had like a high-profile feud. What wasn't he feuding with uh, Apollo Cruz for a while? Yeah, I know. And part of that is, you know, that's not Elias's fault. That's Cruz. He he's been such a mismanaged character. Um, Called up way too early. Yeah, he wasn't ready. Um, I mean, if you have to call a guy up from NXT and immediately give him a manager, not yeah. sure that guy was ready. Yeah, not that actually. Best uh, sign. You know what, Mike? You ready for this? This is my first hot tag question because it's exactly what we just talked about. Hot tag, Mike. Overall, think about the last couple years. All right, you ready for this hot tag question? 2015, 2014, maybe, maybe even before that. 2013. Um, should the WWE slow down on their NXT call-ups? And question to go along with that: Does the NXT brand need to find stability? Do they need to slow down on the call-ups? Yeah. Uh, I, th- If you're kind of referencing, you know, Apollo Crews, yeah, they, they kind of screwed the pooch on that one. Um, but I think two people that we really are interested in right now are Elias and Miss Alexa. And Alexa definitely did nothing in NXT except have her resting bliss face. She had no belts. She had no, like, sustained winning streak. Just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so I get that to an extent, but I mean, some of the people that we really enjoyed did not have, you know, like long NXT careers. Um, and even the even the revival, uh, you know, they 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 had a long run, and now they're out of the picture because of injuries. And I thought they were better now, and they're not even on the map. Um, yeah. You want to mention like the Ascension? Uh, yep. I mean, they had they had a run with the tag title belts. Uh, I I don't know. I guess I guess my my winning ex- my winning counter example was Alexa. Um, Ruby Riot. Hey, there's no winners here. I'm just asking a hot tag question. I don't think I don't think that it's too soon. I think that some people have made it work. It's just some people are not full-time wwe material um not everybody can be a super duper star some people have to put over other talent um i 
Gosh. There's so many examples going either way. Like Kevin Owens wasn't there very <laughs> he wasn't there very long, yeah. but Sami Zayn was there felt like forever. Um well that oh, like how I, I guess coming to the second question are we am I thinking of NXT incorrectly when I ask? I mean, is it important to keep guys a guy in NXT a little bit longer? Not I'm not saying most of them. I'm saying is it important to keep a guy to be a brand representative to ensure that we're not getting uh, blacked out seats now at these big pay-per-views or uh, you know uh, NXT takeovers where half the arena now has has drapes over it because fans already don't want to spend the money on a, on an NXT ticket. Um, you know what? How do you solve that? Do you bring someone back? No. To NXT for a one night battle, or no, I think that's or do you do you nightmare. finally make a guy? You know, you're you're NXT. You know, you're the brand. You you hold that NXT title. You are, I don't know, mid card NXT guy. You're that guy. I feel like they've definitely, if it's uh, Paul Levesque, Mister H, if he's the one with the the pulse on who the super duper star should be, I feel like they've been. Up until the last two champions, they've been hitting it out of the park. Um, Nakamura, Sammy, Neville, uh, Kevin, uh, Seth, um, guys who, you know, Finn. My goodness, I forgot Finn. Uh, Samoa Joe. Um, they've been hitting out of the park with who's going to, you know, be the, the main guy. Yeah. Um, uh, going from Drew McIntyre to uh, Andrade. I don't know if he's going to hold it as long. You know, they've had these really sustained title runs, the the main guys. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would be shocked if it uh, wasn't Adam Cole, baby. Um, yeah, I, I mean that. But that, to me, too, just feels like another... They're going to call up Drew McIntyre or Adam Cole uh, too I could, quick. I could see Adam Cole getting called up because that dude, is he's like cm punk level charisma he yeah i mean he's ready to go he's been wrestling for years i i don't know like some of the stuff kind of seems like why put him in nxt to begin with and then you look at the loaded rosters but that i mean it's just i mean he should he should be the big fish in a little pond i don't i don't want to see him fighting for time you know an hour two of monday night raw yeah um I I I I get that because it helps it helps build up the uh, uh, you know makes us care about these guys you know like Finn Balor could have been on you know Raw or SmackDown a little bit earlier and instead he was he was able to run the show. Um, I I I'll honestly say I think I think he enjoyed that time being being the lead for nxt and i i think if if you asked him now especially looking at his twitter account as he continues to post tweets with capitalized o-v-e-r um i wouldn't say he's super thrilled right now (laughs) that has continued uh ever since i brought it up and even uh even the week before um it's not it's not a storyline he's a fan of i'll tell you that um mike i that was a hot tag so i'm gonna say you gave me the quick answer and then some (laughs) uh do you want to you want to keep going you want to ask uh i've got one more hot tag question unless unless you had a a second one 
you wanted to throw my way. No, uh, you could you could throw yours out there. That's fine. All right. So this was this was the uh, I I prepped you before we started recording. This is so our fans could get to know you a little bit better. But here's the problem. You might have answered this earlier in the show. So I don't know if I accidentally sent you what my hot tag questions are. And that's how you said this. <laughs> Mike, what is your favorite match of all time? My favorite match of all time? Yeah. That I've witnessed in person or that just all time? Just this I is. Believe, I believe I asked the question the way I'd like to. Hmm. I, I basically you can interpret that however you like. I'm just putting it out there generically. What is your favorite match? Wow, of all time. This is this is an opportunity for the brothers of discussion fans to get to know you. Wow. I will say that. Gosh, it's, it's so hard to not pick events that I've seen in person. Um. Mike, if you can justify it, I'm sure the fans will accept you anyway. All right, I'll do a couple off the top of my head here. Uh, Ooh, that does not... Hmm. That doesn't count? the rules? I I mean, you can... uh, Here's the thing. I'll let you say, you know, I'm thinking this one and that one, but my ultimate favorite match is this. So... Here let, I, me, I, here, let me do you this. You can do that, let me, but I let won't me let talk you pick myself two into one. Okay, let me talk myself into one. Cena versus AJ at Royal Rumble was oh my God. one of my favorites. No, that, yeah, that was great. Cena versus Brock versus Seth Rollins was one of my favorites. AJ's appearance at the Royal Rumble. These are all Royal Rumble matches. Um, yeah. Mike, what event do you tend the, attend live every year? Uh, it's so weird. I go to mm-hmm. Night of Champions every year. It's my favorite. Um, <laughs> nobody watches that. Uh, man, my favorite match ever. Because um, it would be one of those matches, but yeah. as far as like when I like to get like something I revisit periodically, I would say... Um, like a Dolph Ziggler versus... I know, I just said Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler versus Alberto Del Rio uh, the night after mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Because I can just keep rewatching that. Every, it's a five-minute match that I can't stop rewatching. watching uh, yeah. I've gone on YouTube and watched it from every angle I can find. Just like people's <laughs> cell phones. Uh, you know, behind-the-scenes footage of that match. And the crowd just yeah. dying for Ziggler to win. Uh, it was it was beautiful. Um, and then, uh, gosh, and I can't stop. Like every time somebody you know wants to, why do you watch wrestling? You know, I'll have them watch Undertaker and Mankind, um, Hell in a Cell. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um. Man, so much good well, wrestling out there. Um. Yeah, and then I'll also like you know what's funny is I don't think Brock is a is an excellent like technical pro wrestler, but he's been involved with so many of my favorite just wrestling moments. So I was also going to throw in there when he fought Kurt Angle at at WrestleMania. Um, and what's funny about a lot of these matches I keep picking, I'm not giving you the year of these events, but you already know which matches I'm talking about. 
Um, yeah. The Brock Cena Rollins, the the Brock and Kurt Angle, the AJ versus Cena. Um, it's funny that you know I haven't picked like a Stone Cold or a Rock match, uh, Shawn Michaels match. Oh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Yeah. The first time. Uh, the second one not not as good. Um, man. I know. There's. I mean, there's so much out there. Um, and and I guess the good thing is that maybe it isn't. You know, you 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 can't just hone down on one thing because um, there is so much to think about. I th- I think that's that's like a main takeaway usually from asking this question is that it's just you know for for one at least now the fans know you've you've absorbed so much that it, you can't just pick one match. Um, I mean, for for me, I, I've thought about this ever since I, I knew I was going to ask you, and you already mentioned it. Um, but, I, I mean, I really do have two matches in mind. They are both Shawn Michaels matches, and they're both matches I've watched on the WWE Network, I would say, more than four times. Um, one of them I know I've watched, like, ten times, but it is the first Undertaker and Shawn Michaels match. That was when it, it, it really became, like, those false finishes really went to another level. It was just, I mean, you'd have to think about either just pure experience or the amount of, of practice that went into making sure that they were kicking out of that three at the absolute last possible moment. Oh, those are beautiful. But then, I think... I, I think the match that really got me into loving wrestling, uh, going back and watching this when YouTube first became a thing, or when you could actually watch things online. Um, for me, I, I you know you and I we grew up watching WWE, but for me, when I fell in love with real pro wrestling, was when I went back and watched the 60-minute Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I think that is pure gold and no matter how much i remember wanting bret hart to win that when i was younger and knowing how much i love bret like when i was a kid now i hate him now i think he's a piece of shit but either way watching that you still get like i still get that feeling where i want to see bret win the match and i know he's not gonna because i've watched it so many times but man that that is something where you you go like this mix of what's turning into new age and a mix of old school because there's still there's a lot of downtime but they do it the right way where it actually makes sense and you're not watching it going oh that guy's in a headlock because he's tired i mean they actually look like they're in a headlock to win the match i that that match has been talked about as you know a five star match for years, and I think there's a reason for it. Um, if you haven't watched it recently, go back, give it give it the old watcheroo. That that to me is wrestling gold. And again, like I said, means so much to me because it's it's what I I look to to say this is what made me a pro wrestling fan over just being a WWE fan. Well. I mean, with that in mind, I guess I gotta. Man, so hard to not not pick uh, Cena and AJ. Gosh, that was good. Um, I think, like, to hang on, you know, there's 
in in those those big money matches with the big super duper stars of the companies you know they those guys know how to get the the crowd going in those first couple seconds yeah and there's kind of a there's kind of a, a common you know storytelling thread you know where it'll start out kind of slow and uh, yeah i'm pretty sure it's just you stand in the middle of the ring and you jump from one foot to the other right yeah, you're like you're selling the you're, you're selling the the gravity of the moment. I was um, doing that's Brock Lesnar. Never mind. Like the like the imagination <laughs> of what's about to to happen is is still transpiring. Like you're like, oh my god, it's here! Oh my god, they're in the ring! You know, they're finally going to settle this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the chance of this is awesome before any punch has been thrown. And like. Like to hang on every single, not just I know the false finishes, but um, like every submission, every um, uh, every uh, uh, Tennessee segment. Um, you know, with AJ sliding across the mat, you know, trying to you know trip Cena. Um, uh, it seemed like like those two guys, they just knew how to wear the emotion on their on their faces the whole time, and it was just that real. You know, these are two two guys just literally want to both win this match so bad. Um, and like your 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 allegiance, your alliance with, you know, the the old school WWE groomed product and the guy who's, you know, represents the real wrestling fans, you know. Um like to see that play out, you know, in front of the people. Um I don't like. I think part of what makes a match great is the the crowd involvement. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure if I could ever truly. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure if I could ever truly like fall in love with a like a like a new Japan match. Because it always seems like that crowd is very polite. Yeah, I can like you can tell they love what they're watching, but. I like that that um, that WWE and it's like uh, European soccer reaction, you know, with all yeah, the, the chanting, the, the, the fan explosion. involvement. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, it's very interactive, and I I don't get that feel from them. Um, so I just I know the wrestling's incredible and the storytellers are incredible, but I think part of my criteria is like you know if the match can win over that that live audience, um, and John and AJ had that entire arena just eating out of their hands 80,000 people or whatever yeah that was that was no joke that that crowd reaction um because i mean you can you can make a lot of noise with you know you know roman booze i think booze naturally coming out of a human gut you know it's it's a very powerful sound but to hear those that's my favorite part of live events is when booing roman reigns yep um, but to get like battling positive cheers for those like two people at the same time, that's that's yeah. really hard to do. Um, and I, I don't know if it's a crowd reaction I'll ever see again. Um, Maybe when AJ fights Nakamura for the title. Yeah. Come April. So even that will just be a little. I'm gonna go ahead and use your least favorite term. That's that's gonna be a little fan service. It's not gonna be as big of a moment is Cena and AJ I don't think uh, because of the way no. those two guys have been built for us for our eyes you know we 
the crowd has you know a little little bit of involvement with Nakamura, but he's definitely had more of his his peaks you know overseas. Um, so part of that is a you know great great job on WWE doing the storytelling there for Shinsuke. But uh, so here's here's what I see with WrestleMania is you've got Shane versus Daniel, you've got Roman versus Brock. Um, Shinsuke versus AJ, and then you let John Cena win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal because that doesn't matter anyway. Boom, WrestleMania, done. I don't know. I'd like my contract, please, WWE. I don't know. You got a lot of fun hosses coming up. Um, uh, you might get to see like a Killian Dane in that match. You might get to see. Uh, oh my God. I I like that guy. Leave me alone. Jeez, oh, here we come. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Somebody from NXT is getting called up. Boom. They do it every year. No more NXT. No more NXT. Oh gosh. As as a call up. Sorry. That's gonna be somebody's gonna take that now and send it to us. Um, Mike, I'm all out of hot tag questions. Those are my three. Um, I'm I'm all out of topics. Uh, I think I'm down for the count myself. How how are you feeling? Well, you ready to kick out? Yeah, I'm, I, we could go off into the sunset. Just one, just one kind of scary thing. Um, just scary oh, that it seems like it it happened so soon. Um, and these someone died. The rumors have already been uh, uh, squashed, but they're just mentioning that you know we know AJ wants to go out while he's still in good shape. Um, he doesn't, I, you know, he's not going to say it, but he doesn't want to look like Kurt Angle in the ring, I don't think. Um, yeah. And he, he's a guy who relies on speed, not power. Yeah. Um, there's just mention that he might retire after WrestleMania. Jeez. Um, so even from what I've heard from him, I, I hope that's not true, because he said he'd be with us uh, for th- Three oh shit! Would this be three years? Oh fuck! What yeah, already? His th- it's his third WrestleMania. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So end of AJ. All right, folks. So is That's this uh, your quick hot t- hot tag question? Last one. This is the end of the oh, match. Shit. AJ Styles. Three WrestleManias, two WWE championships. Is this a Hall of Famer? Coco Beware is a Hall of Famer, lest lest we forget. I, I mean, yeah. If uh, it's is he is he a WWE Hall of Famer? Or is he a Hall of Famer in my eyes? Is what what's the question? WWE Hall both? of Famer. Uh, you could make the argument that he's not. Uh, WWE is stupid with their decision making with that. There is no real criteria. It's who's going to bring. Oh, you know what? It it is. Uh, uh, let me take that back. It's who? How are they going to get people's butts in the seats for the Hall of Fame? So yes, AJ Styles will be a WWE Hall of Famer. I t- I I talk myself into it. Hundred percent. He'll put butts in the seats. Now, does he deserve it? Absolutely. Yes, thousand percent. He does. I I don't care if most of his work is outside of the WWE. This is, it's an honor, uh, regardless of what I just admitted I feel about the WWE Hall of Fame. It, it should be treated as 
you know, the, like with the power the WWE has with as much money as they have, this should be treated as an opportunity to honor people that have uh, really like given the McMahons all the money that they have. This is a business that, as I started the show off, I don't think has been run as great as it could be. And I think a lot of it is successful based off of a fan base that won't go away and continues to grow. Despite the hardships they have garnering promotions, advertising, keeping a television station interested, all that happening, and they still make millions of dollars. So with that, they need to treat this Hall of Fame as an opportunity to honor those that have helped make this business uh, legitimizing it and continue to put uh, put some dough in the pockets of the McMahons. That's, now I've definitely guaranteed if anybody <laughs> from WWE listens to this, I am not getting a job. But, Mike, I, 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 it sounded like you agree. I, I guess you can get in the Hall of Fame with uh, three years if you're AJ Styles. That's what I will say. He, Whew. if uh, if anybody else, absolutely not. But like the way that guy is, he he walked in, and everybody loved him. He did nothing. Yeah. All he did was walk up to Roman Reigns. God, and he's not even that great on the mic. Uh, so you know, I I know we like to nitpick WWE booking. But as yeah. far as like they knew, they know what they have in Roman. They know we boo him. They can hear it. So to have him walk out, the first thing he does is he gets to kick Roman in the face. That's they know. They know. They know they had a super duper star. Um, who knows why they waited this long? Uh, as long as they did, I'm just glad we got you know what we got. We got some some good good matches out of him. Um, best matches of you know our wrestling uh lifetimes and hopefully i i i think everyone who's watched him this year knows that you know this that's not going to be his last good match is at wrestlemania uh knock on wood unless he you know sustains some crazy injury which he takes such great care of himself i'd yeah. be astounded if I, that happened um, it's it's definitely something that I think that'll mean more this question if we know who he's facing at Wrestlemania if it isn't Nakamura I think this question could a mil- like uh, that would be that wouldn't be AJ telling me he's done that would be WWE being scared that he's leaving so they have to get that match in the books they have to have on one of their cards say Nakamura AJ Styles um, but yeah, that that's uh, shoot, that's it for me. I'm 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 about ready to to fall asleep into my laptop right now. All right. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm, do, we're, I'm doing a Ric Flair to the middle of the ring. We're we're pushing ninety minutes here. Uh, yeah, that's probably more podcast uh, combined minutes than Brock has wrestled this year. So that's that's quite a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, we can call it quits. Uh, we've done an Iron Man match and more. Um, yep, yep. We just got Vince to come out and ask us to uh, to finish out that Iron Man match after it finished zero zero. He just stomped out and tore both his quads again. Yep. Um, 
I think, aren't we hitting the anniversary of that? I'm pretty sure I saw that online the other day. I'm not sure if it was an anniversary or if it was just a, hey, look at this funny video. Pop, pop. <laughs> it was like uh, Pennywise getting Georgie to get excited about popcorn just instead of popcorn. It was Vince's legs. Yeah, wasn't that uh, pop, the pop, Royal pop, Rumble? Pop, pop. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was the rumble. Yep. Never mind. Batista and John. All right, we yep. can wrap it up. Um, so, you know, we're excited to uh, see if my survey response to the cruiserweight division is going to have any effect on the uh, storytelling. Um, all of Matt's opinions on that are moot, since he did not take the survey. And, uh... Yep. Where's the survey? Yeah. And, okay. uh, you know, big things coming for Elias. Um... Uh, Big things coming for uh, Asuka. We didn't mention her today. Hopefully we get to uh, touch base with her next episode. Um, yeah, any last thoughts, Matt? Um, no. Nope. Okay. <laughs> this was another... Uh, I was looking for your survey. <laughs> Just another hot take from Matt. Nope. Nope. Well put. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we're three episodes in. You've got wrestling fans. We know they're hiding somewhere. Tell them about the show. Have them go to iTunes. We've, we've got the thumbs up from iTunes. So if you're sick of going to SoundCloud, I am. Uh, go right over to iTunes, subscribe, and that'll be the last time that you're going to need a reminder from us, from Reddit, from SoundCloud. You can just get the updates loaded right up to your phone from iTunes. Uh, for myself, I am Matt. I am Michael. And we are the Brothers of Discussion. Good night. Ooh! Ah. Ooh.